0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
1: Welcome, Marvel fans, to episode 26 of Marvel Cast, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast by fans for fans. Each week, we'll discuss the latest news regarding the MCU, followed by the reviews and discussions of the latest release content in this ever-expanding multiverse. Our audience is a key component to our show, and we'll wrap up each week by answering your Marvel-related questions. I'm your host, JG, and join with me today, as always, is my co-host, Steven. Steven, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing great, JG, and, you know, I'm kind of surprised, looking back at that number 26. Like, that means we've been doing this for just over half of a year, because we had one or two little breaks here and there, weeks off. But um, just the idea that we've been doing this for almost half a year is pretty remarkable, and it's been a joy to kind of d- dive into Marvel with you every week.
1: Oh, definitely. It's been—it's much fun, especially being the fact that, you know, you know, we've made it pretty clear that, like, Star Wars is our, our first love and everything. Uh, but getting to explore this other fandom and really diving into it more and getting to know more of the comic history and some of the deeper lore, it, it's been— so much fun and, and such a ride uh, well speaking of like short breaks, uh, we are actually uh, going to make just a small announcement uh, nothing too crazy, but for the month of March most of March, uh, we will be taking a break so up until more than likely March 30th, which is whenever midnight comes back, uh, we will be taking a break, meaning that on March 30th we plan to have a episode on that day, uh, talk about Moon Knight. Uh, but in the meantime, I will be out on vacation. Steven has lots of life events happening. Uh, so yeah, I, I, we are excited to talk about Marvel. Uh, but you know, life life is very busy sometimes. And so to coordinate recording episodes on top of everything uh, would be would be very tough. Uh, but I think it's a good time to reset, get ready. Uh, because after that, uh, it's going to be nonstop. Nonstop TV shows, nonstop movies. Uh, Steven, any brief comments?
0: Yeah, I, um, I agree with everything you said. I think it's a perfect time to recharge. I feel like this is the calm before the storm. So let's get our batteries recharged. I know with your vacation coming up and um, you know, JG was referencing, my wife and I are having our first child here in the next couple of weeks. So you know, as the big nerd that I am, the question is, will the baby have a Star Wars related name or a Marvel related name or a combination of both? We'll just have to wait and see when we get back here on March 30th. But um, yeah, I'm excited obviously to become a father. And then to be able to share Marvel with my son um, in the couple next couple of years, um, I already have, um, I have this ABC book of Marvel, like it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's really cool. Like it has probably 50 characters in it and I've got a couple other Marvel, like little onesies and stuff. So I'm very excited. There's a lot of baby Yoda. I'm going to be honest. My wife's kind of gone crazy just at the amount of baby Yoda stuff that we have, but that's okay because my kid's going to hopefully grow up loving Star Wars and Marvel and be a mini me is my goal.
1: I love every ounce of that. That's gonna be such a fun journey to uh to hear about that and talk about that. You know, we're gonna be recording episodes years from now and like it's gonna it's gonna be fun.
0: Can you and- just think though, like by the time he's old enough, let's say if I start like obviously on Disney Plus, they have like Spider-Man and Friends, like a little kid show. And I mean, I will excitedly watch that with him and get him toys and stuff. But like by the time he's old enough to dive into the MCU, I mean, what age are we talking? Are we talking like eight to 10 really to really understand what's happening i don't know but if we think 10 years from now to start the mcu can you imagine the amount of backlog i'm gonna have to start with including all the other non-mcu properties that have now been folded in it's like It's like basically like a tidal wave that I just can't keep ahead of because if I have to wait another 10 years, I I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) You're going to hear the
1: thing like, Dad, why do we have to watch this from 15 years ago? All my friends are watching the ones that are out now. No, son, you have to watch it in order.
0: (laughs) Well, I know. And then you know what they just said too? Because my wife's due on February, or excuse me, March 21st. And they said that March 22nd is when Spider Man No Way Home is coming out on Voodoo so i said you know what we're gonna have two or three days in the hospital maybe that'll be his first movie watching spider-man no way home on the big screen i'm gonna take my fire stick we'll load it up i can't think
1: of a better way than uh to do that on that day that would be just tell
0: him yeah the first day you were born we happen to have this movie on while you were sleeping there you go
1: (laughs) one of the biggest films in history so we are we are very excited for this recharge because again i was just even thinking like more than likely after this break who? It, it, because now that we're, we're, we're still obviously um, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but production is able to work more efficiently now, and they have now procedures and such, I, I don't think we're going to get a halt in any production, which I, 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 if Disney wants their plan to execute the way they want it to, I don't think we're going to see a break in content from
0: Disney Plus and, 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 and in theaters for a long while. Yeah, this really feels like from the end of Hawkeye till Moon Knight, um, January, February, March, like three whole months. I do think that's going to be the longest break. So I think let's enjoy it while we can. I think, you know, if we get anything major breaking, we can always jump back on for a quick video or a quick post on, you know, social media. But I think you and I, let's both enjoy this time with our friends, with our family, and then come back ready to talk about Moon Night and everything else coming our way this year. Because yeah, we're not gonna really going to have a break between Marvel and Star Wars on Disney Plus.
1: Because, like, when we come back, it'll be a one week before, or actually, no, it's going to be a couple of days before Morbius.
0: Oh, the yeah, day before. So we'll have to do our discussion on Moon Knight and also our a preview. Preview for Morbius. Yep, you're right. That'll be here before we know. It Marvel. will be my first. Yeah
1: marvel is wrote a non-stop engine and so while they are a non-stop engine they do have so much news coming out and once again we had curate curated to just really pick down the ones that we really wanted to talk about uh we do get all of our articles and news sourced from the direct and then we pull it from wherever they source it the mcu direct and the direct in general is such a great site uh check it out if you haven't already uh they do other news as well and they actually i have their notifications turned on twitter because they're that reliable Uh, So starting off with, in an interview with Sinapop, Tom Holland states that he is ready for a break, just like we are, Steven. Uh, In this interview, he says, I'm going back to shoot a TV show for Apple, which I'm really excited about. It's very, very challenging rule, written by the amazing Akiva Goldsman. And I think the script is some of the best I've ever read, so I'm really excited to do that. But I can confidently say, after I finish that TV show, I will be taking a break. And I think the big takeaway here is the emphasis on the break. You know, we're thinking like, oh, we're going to get Spider-Man 4, like, in the next two years or something like i think we're gonna go about another i think we're gonna get a good like three years at the earliest before the next one maybe realistically four uh obviously they're working behind the scenes on spider-man 4 but uh you know this man has done so much work let him breathe so he does not burn out what are your thoughts steven
0: yeah i agree i feel like we've been just so used to that spider-man showing up in other films and then his own films every two years i you know what If they announce a Spider-Man movie tomorrow, they'd have a hard time getting it out by 2024, you know what I mean, or 2023. So I don't know what the game plan is. I would still like to get that confirmation where they left off his character that we are going to see him again officially. It's, you know, rumored, and I want to hear it officially come from Sony, come from Marvel, come from Tom. But, yeah, he deserves a break. I know he's worked hard. I did not get a chance to see Uncharted yet, and I don't know if I'll get a chance to see that one in theaters. I heard it didn't. It wasn't the best film, but I heard he was a st- shining star in it. So um, I don't know if you, you got a chance to see Uncharted yet.
1: No, I actually plan on seeing it Monday with some friends before I leave town. Actually,
0: okay, let us know what you think too. Um, I'm I do like the video games. I would like to um, see it, but I just I'm, I think I'm waiting for Batman. I'll see that one next, I believe. Um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, he deserves a break. and But again, I just want to hopefully this summer at the earliest, at the latest, I want to get some clarification from Marvel and from Sony and from Tom just to let us know, yeah, he's still around. He's going to come back. Let's just build up the momentum again.
1: I agree. I think it's, you know, we could definitely take some time here. We don't have to rush into this. Um, But even if you give us like a soft window of when to expect it, maybe put it on the table officially. Uh, Because really the only thing we know right now is uh, the – Across the Spider-Verse part one and two. And then we also have uh Craven and Morbius. And besides, oh, I guess uh uh, uh what's her name? The other Spider Woman movie, the uh
0: Madam Webb. Thank
1: you. Yeah, so besides that though, but we really don't have many dates. So I think this year, next year is all we really have on the table. So it'd be nice to kind of get a roadmap for them. And since they really do so far put out to a year, uh it, it will be nice to maybe get some some dates locked in for Sony in the latest empire magazine uh are- Article? Well, yeah, yeah. article. The actual magazine itself. Oscar Isaac and head writer Jeremy Slater teased the future of Moon Knight. Slater said, I can't imagine this is the last time you'll see Moon Knight in the MCU. He's too much fun. And then Oscar Isaac said, it depends on whether people see the freaking show first. If they see it, then maybe we'll see more Moon Knight. But I love playing him, particularly Steven. I hope I get to visit him again. I love him so much. I feel he's someone real who lives in the world. It's been a long time since I felt that kind of connection. So i do have a few takeaways here i think it's interesting that isaac that he talks about specifically Stephen. you know a lot of times i think you would you know talk more about the actual hero the character in this case moon knight uh but it's very interesting that he felt more of a connection to the the actual grounded human uh and then i also i think it's kind of no-brainer that slater says i can't imagine this is the last time because for what seems to be quite an important character in the supernatural realm of things i think we're going to see him quite a bit uh steven
0: what's your takeaways from this yeah i think oscar isaac probably has some idea of like when we'll see him again i think he's playing coy basically saying oh i hope that people watch the show which we know people are going to watch the show they'll watch anything with marvel studios on it i get that um i hope that he knows kind of again when he we're going to see him again with that plan of you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. I'd hate to introduce this character and have to wait a long time. Like, just look at what we just saw last year with Florence Pugh. We saw her in May and December. So I hope that we do get to see him, sorry, whether it's in Blade or something else in that supernatural world. Um, and I hopefully, again, it'll. I think it's going to blow up Disney+, Plus. I really do.
1: Well, how much that they're hyping and they're comparing it to the gravitas of Iron Man and such, I, I really feel that this could be Very massive, and I do think it has to be in a way, because of the fact that we're really diving into this supernatural branch of Marvel for the first time fully in this one. Uh, We're obviously going to be getting that with Blade, we're going to get that with Werewolf by Night in October. This has has to hit, and if it doesn't, then um, it could be problematic for a lot of stories that are going to ride on this, I feel. And so, I, I, I do think that they have plans set in stone, but again... That could change if for some reason the audience
0: reaction is not there. And I'm curious too, you know, I know it's kind of off topic, but speaking as a Steven and hearing (laughs) him he's excited to play a Steven, I'd be very curious to go back in time because Steven's not a very, you know, popular common name right now, but it must have been really popular in the 70s and sixties, seventies, eighties, because I think of Steven Strange, I think of Steve Rogers, I think of Steven from Moon Knight. Like there's probably more I'm forgetting. It just seems like that's kind of uncommon that you've got multiple big characters in your franchise that all have the same name or is that just coincidence what do you think it's something (laughs) it (laughs) is interesting it must have
1: been it'd be something it would be cool to look back and see if like in the 70s one of the top baby names it's it's more than likely possible because that's just it's you pick something that's relatable and 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 people can see themselves in and something as simple as a name
0: and remember that first name usually is never on the front of a cover it's always going to be that that's their human form of their super-powered individual. So it definitely is not going to like sell comics, Stephen Strange or Steve Rogers, but Captain America. But it's just kind of interesting that they have multiple names. I don't know. That. I always think about that when I hear the name pop up over and over again.
1: Definitely. And actually, so I pulled it up here. Uh, this is from the Social Security website. So I guess this is as good of evidence you're gonna get uh but popular name of the popular names of the period 1970s and number 19 is Steven so I mean it's not in your top 10 but 19 is pretty common
0: all right thanks for looking that up interesting
1: yep uh for those who want to know Michael Christopher and Jason were top three so a little history there for us today uh but just like history, uh, the Assembled series loves to really give you that good documentary look. Uh, and so Hawkeye, which has come out recently, uh, the executive producer, had a really interesting uh, quote in it. I have not yet got to see it, which is so uncharacteristic, I really need to watch those, uh, about the future of Jack Duquesne. My brother got me all these comic books in the, about the swordsman that were printed all these years back. So I just kind of, you know, got into it. See what this guy was like, and it was sort of the swashbuckler kind of Errol Flynn type of character. This, So I try to kind of instill a little bit into the character, this sort of debonair, kind of a very classy sort of kind of guy, you know? And they go on to say that basically that he was a red herring, but there's intentionally a moment where he fights back Kate a little bit. And they wanted to tease it that he could be the source man, and that there could be more story to tell and that we don't know where we last saw him besides being arrested. So, Stephen, uh, are you a fan of Jack? And if, if whether you are or not, are you excited to possibly get more of this awesome character?
0: Yeah, I am. I am also a fan of the actor, too, because um, I know you're watching Breaking Bad right now on your channel. And hopefully you eventually get to Better Call Saul, which is a, a spinoff, because he's one of the main characters in that. And it's kind of interesting to see him play a very different character there. But yeah, I I do want to see more of him. I think it'd be interesting because like he almost had that comedic, he almost looked gullible and kind of like he didn't know what was happening in Hawkeye. But I think he's smarter than he lets on. And I feel like even though he was that red herring where for a couple episodes, I was kind of convinced that he was kind of pulling the strings. I am kind of glad that you could go a variety of different ways with him. You know, he could maybe... Flip flop back and forth, and depending on what they need him for. I want to see him again. What about you?
1: Oh, 100%. Like, he was like one of my favorite characters that came out of that. I just, I loved what they did with him. And I love that they were making it so obvious that he was it that he wasn't. So, I hate I, I, the humor was so on point. I want more Jack. Like, he is such an interesting character, and he has such a big role where, like, he trains Hawkeye um in the comics and so I feel like you could really play into that more and we didn't really dive into much of the sword play and fencing of Kate that much. So maybe if we are to get Kate to get her own second season or Kate to get her own show uh let's focus on the sword side of things. I mean that'd be kind of cool to see you know, obviously Hawkeyes all about you know the bow and arrow but you know, you can hit a bulls you can hit a bullseye with a sword maybe I don't know
0: Would you like to fun. see him train? The new Hawkeye, just like in the comics, he trains Hawkeye. Would you like to see that? Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. Um, I mean, like
1: just a slightly different twist on it.
0: Do you think she would let him? Or has she kind of... I'm trying to think where she left off emotionally with him. Did she forgive him? Is she indifferent to him at the end? Where Where did they leave off as their relationship?
1: I'm trying to think. So she... It's been It's been a while now. It's crazy. Um. So she sees him get arrested, obviously. But I feel like that's before she finds out the truth about her mom and so i do feel like maybe if since her mom is going to get arrested i feel like then the truth would come out that it was all staged and that he was innocent so i feel like that they could be on good terms
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree
1: it, it should be very fun, to, though, to see, uh, the, even the, just the possibility that he could still be around. Because I do think there was a good well reception for him. I think once the story was seen from start to finish, I think people really came around to him. I know at first some people were like, oh, this is just a, ba- uh, just a bumbling uh, clown villain. No, no, he was intentionally written like that, and it was perfect, in my opinion. Well, speaking more on shows and side characters, uh, Danny Ramirez unintentionally teases the future for Joaquin Torres by dodging a question. Uh, So in an interview with ComicBook.com, they asked, Tried any wings on recently? Hinting at, like, did you put on the Falcon costume? Uh, And he responded, I can't confirm, deny, do anything, or say anything. As we all know, if you work for Marvel, you have to shut your lips. Uh, And this is a quote from MCU Direct. Uh, For those who don't know uh, the story of Joaquin Torres, uh, In the comics, he takes on the Falcon mantle after Sam Wilson and lists him as a partner. He also has his DNA spliced with Red Wing, who is an actual bird on the page. Considering Torres was gifted Wilson's mechanical wings, I don't expect Torres to grow natural gliders out of his spine on the big screen. And they go on to say the big screen because their hypothesis is that he's going to show up, uh, take the Falcon mantle in Captain America 4, which is to obviously star our new Captain America. Steven,
0: what are your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, I think this this clearly makes sense that, you know, I don't know. I think the next place we're going to see Sam Wilson probably would be in his movie unless he has a cameo someplace else. I really liked, again, seeing his transformation to fully take on the mantle of Captain America. So I will also want to see Walking Torres take on the mantle now of the Falcon. I mean, you could easily call this new movie captain america and the falcon and really just have these two new characters take on these mantles and really go all out um i think it makes sense they already had that built-in relationship you got to introduce him he didn't have a super big part in captain america and the winter soldier but now's the chance to really develop delve into this character further
1: he really stood out to me when watching that show and so i am really glad that they are continuing to go down that path because i really I didn't think much about it while watching, you know, because obviously having not read the comics, you know, he's just another character to me. Uh, but finding out that there actually is so much more there, it gets me excited because it really does show that every character is so important in this story and the ever expanding, you know, universe that they're telling, and that some of these side characters they're they're not side characters; they're main characters, and they're important, and they have rich stories to tell, and that this actor which it it can pretty much be assumed that he has done something he's he's at the least he's doing something with marvel still and at the least he can't talk about it so whether he's putting on the wings or not i think we're gonna be seeing him pretty down the road pretty soon if not in captain america 4 maybe we'll see him in armor wars which i think is also another possibility uh we also see sam sam
0: as well in there that would make sense too to kind of allow these characters to continue to show up in different films or TV shows. I'm looking at our schedule coming up here. I know we have pretty much up until summer of 2023. We think, we know that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May 2023. It, we think Fantastic Four could come July 28th, 2023, maybe, but that's not official. And we still have Blade. Captain America 4, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. They are predicting, based on the upcoming Marvel release and what's been announced already, that Captain America 4 could see the February 16th, 2024 spot, which makes sense. Um, It would still be quite a while away to just over, just a little bit under two years from now. But kind of based on what dates Marvel has and what's been announced, they are predicting Fantastic Four July, 2023, Blade November, 2023, Captain America 4, February 2024, Deadpool 3, May 20- I mean, these are all predictions, but it's almost looking at what dates are there that have un- things unnamed. So the question is, as of right now, JG, we only have officially up until May 2023 with things as- attached to it. When are we going to start to get the announcements for what those late 2023 and 2024 movies are going to be?
1: Uh, you'll see it as early, I believe. If you don't get anything... I think the earliest would be for D twenty the D twenty three event in um, September. I unless they unless Comic Con happens now, nah, Disney's been really trying to keep it in house. I think unless Marvel does their own little event or we get an, an announcement of some sort, it's going to be D twenty three in September.
0: Okay. Yep. I'm just sharing that screen with you real quick too, just got to yeah. see that schedule. But that I think that makes sense. To D twenty three be the place to go. It's I don't know, it's hard,
1: it's hard for me. I will say it is very hard for me to see a Captain America movie in February cuz it seems more of a it seems more of like a blockbuster type film, like a like an Avengers movie. I almost would, I agree with most of their lists except I would swap probably Deadpool and Captain America.
0: Unless, you know, we saw Black Panther was a blockbuster in February. And again, if you really want to trip up Black History Month, you know, you're bringing Sam Wilson with the red, white, and blue. That would make sense, too.
1: It's very true.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Blade Blade in November, though, is so perfect. Like, if that ends up actually happening, oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> – you, you can't get much more perfect than that.
0: Do you think – I mean, I know we've already had so much content between the shows and the movies. I think the rumor at one point was Fantastic Four would wrap up Phase Four, which, again, is poetic. It's nice do you still buy into that or do you think that fan- or are the phases just kind of starting to blend together or will we get a definitive end at one point and then start phase five someplace else?
1: I think we'll find out at D23 at, at yeah. D23 this year when that definitive end is. And I think we'll also get the official tease of phase five, uh, because I do think phase four, uh, while we still have so much content, phase four is wrapping up here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it w- rephrase that, Will be by the end of this year, it will start to be wrapping up. I think next year we'll play into Phase 4, but I do think uh, by 2024-ish, by the end, middle-ish, that we'll be going into or about to be going into
0: Phase 5. Think about all the lists of the shows that we still have not had yet. Many of them (laughs) are in production or, again, getting ready to film. Do you think if Phase... Help me out here. When did that, th- let's say, Phase- Fantastic Four, let's hypothetically say, is the end of Phase Four. That's October 2023. Do you think that by, let's say, December, October, December next year, could all of the shows they've announced so far have come out? Or do you think some of them would bleed into a potential Phase Five if it does continue on in 2024? So
1: most of the stuff they have announced have dates or timeframes attached to them. There's a few that haven't. Like uh The House of Harkness doesn't. Uh we don't really know when Armor Wars is yet either or Iron Heart. Uh Zombies either. So there's just a few. And with the rate that they're coming out of shows this year and what's being teased for next year and that's only 2023, I think everything that they've announced will be done by 2024.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think if you keep putting out four or five shows a year, you will be able to get through almost everything they've announced by mm-hmm. the end of next year, yeah. I
1: don't think at D23, I don't think they're going to announce any new shows unless it's like something like a tease, um, kind of like how they tease like the Mutants and X-Men. I think for this, we're going to uh, get mostly movie news. I think it's gonna, well, mostly movie news and then also building off of what we already know about the TV. So we're gonna so we to get the, expected of some dates some casting and such but i think movies i think phase four it's either phase four ends with this or phase five begins with it i think the mutants x-men movie either ends phase four or kicks off phase five
0: yeah that would make sense to really either end on a bang or go or start with a bang there for sure and it it ties up and
1: it, it connects to all of the uh, the multiverse stuff that's going to be coming up that have come out. So it, it's going to be interesting. D, D, watch out for D23 in September. It's going to be a must-watch live stream.
0: Who would have thought that your Joaquin Torres stories would have led us down this whole p- planning out the future of the MCU right now?
1: That's the excitement of it. Anything is open and possible. Heck, for all we know, he could be getting his whole show. We really don't know continuing on though with um, amazing characters this is i i told steven before like this whole thing's just about characters and i, I love it it just really shows oh, they got so many rich characters but in, in an interview with uprocks brie larson teased the marvels she said uh two pretty lengthy uh paragraphs here but i did want to read them they were pretty important pretty good i feel like it's i wish i could talk about it i can't talk about my feelings this is in reference like Uh, The interview asked about, like, how do you feel about not being able to talk about the Marvels? And so uh, she says, and I can't say enough how incredible our director Nia DaCosta is and what an honor it was to work with her and what an immense talent she is and how much I just feel like she's the future. And I could also say that when I read the script for the first time, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I was like, this is bonkers. And it's the thing that I love about Marvel is that they continue to reinvent. They continue to do the thing that you just would never think would be possible in these films. And they're n- they're not afraid to go there so i'm super excited about what we did i think there are some huge personal achievements of mine that i'm really excited about sharing but you know it's fun to have a bit of a secret and it's fun to know that when this film comes out people are going to be delighted and i will get to keep that to myself for a little bit longer and also just to note that nia da was a writer for the candy man movie that came out uh so steven that's a lot to talk about there you know you look at the script that it's bonkers uh you know Bree's talking about that things that she's never done before that were personal achievements um there's things that are made people delighted that Marvel reinvents itself as we've seen now like I think especially with the TV shows what do you
0: take from this treasure trove of quote I'm excited to see her so excited still you know you and I have talked off air too like the amount of Trolls on the internet that attacked her for her role in Captain Marvel is just so frustrating because again, she had the weight of being leading the first female-led film. She had a lot of responsibility, a lot of pressure there. And what's crazy is you know, we will be as long as this stays on schedule, a year from today. Really, we will be talking our spoiler-filled discuss or no, our spoiler-free discussion on the Marvels. So literally, that will be here before we know. Just think of where we were a year ago. But anyhow, um. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at IMDb, looking at the cast list, and not a lot's come out of it yet. But I think that this sequel is smart. You know, it's not Captain Marvel 2, but it is the Marvels. It is a sequel to Captain Marvel. It is a sequel to um, WandaVision. It's a sequel to Miss Marvel. I think by, and I hope the promotion does this very well, I hope it is still Carol's movie. But at the same time, I want her front and center. But on her left and her right, I want to see Monica, and I want to see Miss Marvel. I want to see those three powerful women, very diverse cast, strong, powerful women of different ages. I want to see them, all three of them, really, I want this to be girl power movie. I don't want it to be A-Force. That could come down the line later. But give these three women, this trio, a chance to really shine. Um, It kind of reminds me of, I think it's going to do a better version of it. Um, I think it was right before the pandemic when Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie came out and that was a cast of four or five women of you know different background different ages and it was good but i think marvel is going to have that marvel touch to make it even better
1: i love that movie that's such a such a fun movie <laughs> wild movie but i think i think you're right this is going to add that little marvel flavor that's going to just make this really special and it has the opportunity that you know maybe you're not so much a captain marvel fan but maybe you're more of a miss marvel fan Or maybe you're really huge into Monica. Like, I think this movie is going to be able to reach out to so many different people. And I think it's going to really hit specific audience members. And I think that this... You said it's a sequel to all those. I think it has the potential also to be a sequel to Secret Evasion. So, like, you have so much writing on this film. More than I think people were realizing and expecting. And that by the time we're getting to this film, we're going to be, like, dying to know what happens in this film. Because I do think that if this is coming out before Secret Invasion like we are thinking it will, and if this is going to set up what's to come in that. Because I do think that Secret Invasion is going to gonna be the thing that brings these girls together, and then they're going to go off into whatever the ending of Secret Invasion will lead them into this movie. And so I'm just so excited. I I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. I actually... For some reason, I can really remember watching that film in theaters. I have a very vivid memory. And so uh, I, I obviously want Brie in Star Wars because she's a huge Star Wars fan, but I can hold off a little bit watching her in Marvel. Any other yeah. thoughts on that?
0: Nope. I think I'm excited for it. I can't believe it's a year away. And again, I'm hoping that our schedule stays as much in line with what it is right now to avoid further delays. But I really am oh, excited to see, again, the fact that we will get to meet Miss Marvel in the summer and then see her on the big screen a couple months later is really exciting for me too. Uh, kind of the I ha- opposite end of Florence, where she was on the big screen first, then on the small screen. So I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Definitely. It's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be, it, it's, we are so spoiled. Like it's unreal, this uh, Marvel fandom. And so finally, our final uh, news story for the day is that uh, Craven the Hunter, White Lotus Breakout, Fred Heschinger, I would assume to play chameleon in some sony's marvel pick uh in De- this was reported by deadline and deadline says that the character as for chameleon the character is the half brother of craven and usually is depicted as a master of disguises known for his ability to impersonate virtually anybody so steven what are your thoughts on this uh i I did not, have not seen White Lotus, but he is in Fear Street, and Fear Street is an incredible horror trilogy that is on Netflix, that if you love horror, and you love slasher, if you haven't seen Fear Street, stop what you're doing, watch Fear Street. What are your thoughts on uh, the casting, or the character itself? I know this is a character I've never heard of till reading this, but thoughts?
0: I did love the Fear Street trilogy this summer. Um, who did he play in that, do you remember?
1: Uh, I think it was Simon, if I remember. Okay. That's the name. I could be wrong. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm excited for the Sony universe to kind of branch out. I don't know much about Craven. I don't know much about Chameleon. I think it's great that they're adding, again, more of these villains, more of these characters. That way, when we eventually see whatever version of Spider-Man goes up against them or teams up with them or however we want to see it go down, I think that's going to be exciting to already have that background and get to know the villains. I think it's similar to what DC did with the Joker by making these standalone movies. And I really hope that it then pays off on the Marvel side where we get to see these characters either come into the MCU or see Tom Holland or another Spider-Man fight them for sure.
1: I I agree. It's I, I love how we're getting these characters that we know and we're so familiar with and we love. And then I love that we're getting like these characters that are like who are you? What are you? And like where we have to like Google and research if we want to know a little bit, uh, just to have that little preface knowledge of it. I love that. That is, that is fantastic. And not only are they getting these characters and into these stories, but then they're casting them with really great talent. And so that it's almost as if these characters are almost the stars themselves, when in reality, they're just side characters or they're just pieces in the story. And so I... Again, like you, I know nothing about Chameleon. I know nothing about Craven. Like This is all new as heck to me. But, you know, that's what's great about this and even doing this podcast is that we get to learn so much about this lore. We get to learn about these themes and what these characters stand for and what they don't stand for. And Chameleon is going to be just another character. And again, uh, you know, he did play Simon. I did quick Google search of that. But uh, he was a really good at Fear Street. So I'm, I'm excited to to see what he can do and what he can bring to the Sony Marvel universe. Uh, Any other final thoughts on that?
0: Not on that, but I did see another story pop up while we were recording. Can Mm -hmm. I throw one in real quick? Yeah,
1: definitely. I love a good Audible.
0: Yeah, so I, um, I saw this earlier today, and then it kind of got another mention somewhere else. But we already talked about how the Netflix Marvel shows are going to be leaving Netflix here next week on, I think, March 1st. And I saw something posted earlier today that Disney Plus in Canada is going to be adding all of the shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, The Defenders, on, again, Canada, Disney+, Plus March 16th. And we still don't have confirmation on United States, but, again, take this with a grain of salt. That hashtag show is who I'm sourcing right now. Mm. They have heard exclusively that Disney+, Plus America, will also be receiving those shows around March 16th, and they will also be unedited. Which means that um Disney's gonna put a parental guidance content warning at the beginning of the episode. I don't think there's like a restriction you have to click anything on, but it's basically just gonna pop up like some of the other warning contents that have popped up on other um, older films on Disney Plus. So it looks like that's good news that again they should be coming there all under one banner. Cause I know we've talked about will it go to Hulu or what it'll go. So again, I hope the rumor's true and I hope we get more clarification soon because that'll be here before we know it. And I know for you, JG, you started watching them, but especially if they're part of this multiverse, I'd highly recommend whenever you have the free time to go back and watch some more of those.
1: Definitely, I think that's good because I I remember that article. So this morning that was going around, um, and it was kind of it was kind of frustrating because so the original press release and it was a press release that originally went out, and it was for Disney Plus Canada, and everyone was like oh my gosh, it's coming to Disney Plus, y'all, oh my gosh. And then people then started like, hey, it's about Disney Plus Canada. And I was like, guys, let's be careful how we word things. Don't give people false hope, please. And let's not spread you know, fake news and all that stuff. And I, I get people's excitement and passion. And then I was like, all right, so I, I did a quick search because I was like, let me look into this because you know it could translate well for United States. I'll be optimistic. Uh, I did research to see, does Canada have access to Hulu? They don't. So I was like, okay, that makes, okay. So it's on Disney plus that's their only option. So in my mind, I was like, okay, so this could still go either way. I know last week or whenever we talked about it, I was like pretty sure that it was going to be on Disney plus. Cause you know, if you're going to be doing Deadpool and everything else moving forward, like it's, you're going to have a home for it on Disney plus. And so if that ends up being true, uh, i am so excited because it's just all in one place you know i don't have to keep my eventually i don't have to keep my hulu subscription i do think hulu is going to dissolve eventually once disney owns it and uh i i do plan on binging the defenders uh, i love daredevil uh that's first season i gobbled it up so quickly <laughs> quicker than i should have but man I'm glad that this gives access to other people. And I do also respect the parental guidance because the last thing that we need, and we talked about this uh, last week, is we don't want little Timmy accidentally putting on the Defenders or putting on Jessica Jones, I think, as a prime example, and watching that show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Like, there was never anything too over the top, but there were definitely a little bit more, like, a harder PG-13, PG-15 rating than you would see, even with. Again, I think Moon Knight's going to push the limits. I do. And oh, I I'm agree. excited for that. So it would make sense if you put these shows on around the same time as Moon Knight and kind of add a little bit darker side to Disney Plus or into the Marvel section. I think that's a smart decision as well.
1: Imagine how wild it is. You know, it's Mar- March 30th, it's early in the morning. You've had one hour to sleep because the baby's been up all night. But uh, you go to put on Moon Knight finally, the baby's falling asleep. And uh, the first thing you see is this. This, this show is not advice for younger audience, parent guidance advice. Like, can you imagine that? Like, bruh. <laughs> hmm
0: I think that's going to be what's going to be like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I do too. Oh. It just, because for the first, like, you know, the Marvel shows have been really good and they've done what they needed to do, but I cannot even imagine what I would be feeling like in that moment if I saw that. I'd be like, oh gosh, I need to buckle up.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That would be just like, We're taking it up a step and it's going to be like, again, just continuing to make more mature content, more content for all ages, whether, again, you're watching the animated stuff like X-Men 97 that we already talked about, or you're watching more parental advisory content on Disney Plus. Bring it on. Heck
1: yes. I think that, you know, how we were talking before show, how people like to jump to the spots when they watch reactions. I imagine if we are to get that parental, so many people are going to want to see that people's it's that's a big move. And especially if they're not putting it under like a lock, like I've been thinking and other people have been thinking, if it's just freely accessible, that is going to be a wild time. That does wrap up our news for the week. Steven, any final thoughts before we go on our short hiatus here?
0: No, I really hope that our audience also enjoys their month off. And again, um, please send us some emails. We've been at this for 26 episodes. We'd love to hear from our fans. We'd love to hear from people that have ideas for our show going forward. Because again, this is a chance for us to grow as well and to kind of think about what we want to do when we do come back as we're heading into the summer months and a lot of content. So if there's something you want us to discuss that goes with the whole Marvel multiverse, bring it on. Otherwise, we look forward to talking with you again in just about a month when Moon Knight comes back.
1: Cannot have said it any better. I definitely echo that. Just, uh, you know, enjoy the time. Spend the time with your family. Especially if you're really deep into diving into this. There's going to get a point here where it's going to be relentless. It's going to be crazy. Uh, but, you know, find some friends and family who maybe have never watched Marvel for. Show it to them. I think the, these films translate more to people than they might realize. Because they go under the comic book banner, the superhero va- uh, banner. But I think when they realize the stories of, you know, family and friendship and... And love and all that that's all there and I think most people can actually relate to this more than they realize and so. yeah that does wrap up episode 26 of Marvel cast we do we really hope you enjoyed diving into the world of Marvel with us. And like Stephen said we want fans to interact with the podcast and we can't wait to hear your feedback and questions there's a whole month guys to email us so go ahead and we would love to do that that would be really fun to come back and have almost a full episode of just uh mailbag questions uh you can email us at marvelcastpod at gmail.com please subscribe to 1138 productions feed if you haven't uh while we are away there will still be the star wars canon podcast so definitely check them out they are doing an incredible job over there uh talking everything star wars and so more than likely if you're a marvel and a star wars fan check them out it's the same feed you don't have to click any other buttons it'll come out uh usually during the weekends I also leave a review wherever you listen it helps us out a lot and check us out on youtube uh, for the video version of the podcast for myself and steven have a marvelous week and remember i could do this all day